The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, and we are here at LAL 21, and I have with me none other than Keith Kalfas right next to me here. How's it going, Keith? What's up, bro? <laughs> we got Paul in the background getting those Instagram stories. Appreciate you, Paul. What's going What's up, on, Paul? guys? <laughs> so, yeah, so so it's... it's um. This is a really unique experience. Well, one, you haven't been on my podcast yet. We've, we've talked off and on over the years, been seeing each other at all kinds of events. But um, ultimately, I started this podcast not right here physically, but like in, in like a different location, but at this event um, in the hotel uh, in, in like Paul's room, I think I was borrowing his Roadcaster Pro and, and I made a couple of, recorded a couple of episodes and I was just adamant that I was going to stay consistent with it, contacted Mr. Producer and, and uh, he helps with a lot of the back end stuff that I just don't have time for. Because as you know, there's, we only have, we have limited, limited time, right? So we really need to prioritize mm. what we're doing. And I know you're a big, um, on, on like getting virtual assistance or just outsourcing a lot of things, delegating things, just to have building a team is, is a common theme around uh, today too. a lot of speakers. Uh, I and mean, I know Brian's talked about it too, Brian Fullerton, just building teams around you. So, uh, because you can't do it all and then, then you can achieve a lot of things that way when you have a team. So, this is uh, coming up on my hundredth episode. Uh, th- this episode, nice. yeah. So that right here, all the stuff I record here, one of them will be the hundredth episode. Congratulations, yeah. bro! That's Thanks. amazing. Dude. Thanks. I love it. So one year later, it's like the one year anniversary of the beginning of my podcast, and it's a hundred episodes in. That's crazy, right? So powerful. Yeah. So and 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 here here you might be the hundredth episode, Keith. <laughs> but uh, so we we so we I have you finally on the podcast. Like I said, uh, I went to your house, get to know the pro, did that. <laughs> that was the funniest. Quinton's here. Oh my gosh! Remember? Do you he remembers? Yeah. Do you remember the first time I'm knocking on your door, or ringing the bell, and I'm like. Is he here? Am I in the right house? And then you finally answer the door, and you're like all like sweating, and you, you know, like a, a, a like I think your shirt was off. We had an undershirt on or something. You're pulling your pants up. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Because you were just like reenacting this whole like really pivotal point in your life and it was record like quentin was recording it for you for a, a video you we were filming you were filming it yes yeah. uh, for 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 um for youtube and for you to repurpose that all kinds of stuff right yeah you remember that now that's a Very flashback uh-huh. yeah but i remember it was the funniest thing because at first i was like man if i <laughs> if i didn't know you i would be like what the heck is going on here you yeah. know it was but but it was cool because we're all just so cool and that was my first time meeting quentin and everything and um we had a good time and you were finishing up and it was cool to be able to see the behind the scenes and be a part of watching all that happen and helping out and he used my rental car for a couple uh, scenes and stuff and seeing Quentin in action that was pretty cool too but the whole point of me being there was to get you on my series get to know the pro and kind of 
get get to know you to anyone that doesn't really know at the time know you and, and just focus on certain topics and we had a great time spent all, like the whole day together we went to the gym all kinds of stuff you remember that every second of it bro <laughs> it was awesome that 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 was a great you're day. just as genuine of a dude and so cool and so relatable like a one-on-one as friends and hang out than as you are out here in the media world. You're the same guy. And I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. But I, I mean, so I, I had a great time there. And uh, since then I have the podcast one year later and I've been really wanting to get you on here so that we can um, just kind of get caught up. Like what's, what's been going on since then that was 2018. We know a lot has happened in the world since then, but what, uh, so my, my ultimate point to that is, Folks, if you don't even know who Keith Kalfas is for whatever reason, you know, the 500 of you that have been listening to the episodes, thank you. Um, but if you don't know, go to my YouTube channel uh, at LCR, Long Care Rookie. Either one will come up and go ahead to the Get to Know the Pro playlist and you can find Keith's episode there and you'll get more of his backstory there. Uh, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole and tell Peter Parker's origin story for like the fifth time like that's that's not necessary what i'm interested in is what's happened since then so what what has keith been up to um since obviously you've been doing a lot of speaking that's why you're here at lal but uh what what else has been going on very uh interesting that you bring that up and thanks Naylor. back when we hung out it was the brink of 2018 yeah winter of 2017 um something very interesting as you said you're like what what the hell is going on it was like <laughs> It was just a funny moment for me, but then I realized how serious the scene was that you were trying to portray. So, yeah, we were filming, reenacting the struggle to victory of being, you know, stuck in dead end jobs and getting a landscaping business off the ground. And I was right. putting that in a video I was very intentional about. But what I was getting at is it was funny in my videos around that time period. Some people were saying funny things in the comment, like, what is going on with Kelfus? Like, what is, uh, just to make a long story short, I believe that everybody should go through a, a period in their life, whether it be a month or an entire winter, where they dive deep into um, shedding off old parts of yourself that no longer serve you and getting really clear about like who you are and what you want in life. And so there's times I was like kind of just dressing like a scrub and not shaving, and I didn't care about impressing anybody or... I had saved up a chunk of money just to take the the winter off. Of course I worked, but I'm just like, and really dove into, Hey, life is going by. What is this next year going to be like? How are we going to take everything to the next level? And it got, for me, it was spending a few winters getting really clear of shedding off just old parts of myself mm. and then inviting in new. And I mean, I always upload videos for, non-stop and all. but since then now that really worked a lot for me um and i got that advice just to give credit where credit's due it's kind of a spin-off a guy edmund pagan is like one of the godfathers of marketing if you've ever heard of him okay he said uh very eloquently he said i believe everybody should have a two to three year period where they're just completely selfish and not in a negative way where they just dive into their passions and their goals to a point of obsession where they just lock themselves in the laboratory for six months. And then, and, and then those time periods, you don't spend time with other, you just you change everything. It's like, and that way you will culminate and generate a whole lot of success in, 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 the, in the business, like the landscaping business, it might be like, there might be an 18 month period where you're literally working 80 hours a week and 
you're frustrated and upset because you see the business isn't growing at all. You're like, you're just out there toiling, doing all the work and wearing all the hats and, and you get these, all, you can, you experience every single moment you could ex- possibly emotion. You could ex- uh, possibly experience whether you're, if you're behind a weed whip or a mower or digging out bushes or trimming shrubs or installing a landscape, uh, you know, fears, anxieties, depression, excitement, motivation, complete depression and apathy. And you're still out there doing it because you got to keep money rolling in to pay the bills. But I believe that that transitional period where you feel like you're just carrying a cross on your back for like, you know, some guys go through that phase really quick, but two to three years, whatever that is, it could be a whole year where you're just out there working your guts out, putting in all the work. It's like, it feels like it's not getting you anywhere, right? but really it is. Those are the most important times. You're <laughs> yeah. working out your salvation. You're working on your character. You're learning the hard, brutal lessons of what happens if you forget to cross this T or dot this I, and it's going to, right? You just follow it down the, but you think yeah. you, you think it, it's it's gonna it's gonna grab you and bite a hold of you. It's like dancing in the mouth of a crocodile. And, yeah, that's a good one. And then you say, "Well, I think I've learned this lesson, and I'm I'm good. I'm past that." And so it's like you cross every T and dot every I on like A through Z. But you but you're like, "I've got it, dude. I got 25 letters out of the out. I'm gonna miss the Z because it's like uh 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 uh. Lesson is repeated. The lesson is learned. Yeah. And you're like, take your all your all seven days of the antibiotics, even though you're feeling good, right? <laughs> take it all. <laughs> Yeah, it'll keep repeating, like you said. Yeah, uh, I also wanted to say um, it's like I feel like dig your own hole so you'll be strong enough to pull yourself out of it. That's Ooh. a that's a good one, right? You can use that's that a, if you want. That just popped out of nowhere. I'm going to be thinking about that for a week yeah. now. Dig your own hole so you'll be strong enough to climb out of it. That's pretty. That's, oh, yeah. you know, because you, you, you're going through all of that work. You know, you're just digging. I mean, ultimately, we're, I mean, think about it. We can really, you, you know, I, I was thinking when you were talking, I'm like, man, this dude is the cerebral, cerebral assassin. Like you are just, <laughs> you just crush it, man, from a really like high level, you know, a, a mindset, you know, the me, that mental state. And, and that's what a lot of people are missing because like you said, you, you kept pulling, you know, the work harder lever and that only gets you so far, right? <laughs> you dig the hole till the shovel is, is a nub. At some point, you have to get a new shovel. You have to find a new place to dig. Like at some point, you got to realize, wait a minute, I'm strong enough to climb myself out of this freaking hole. You're strong enough to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah, exactly. Let me just let me just move on. So, in, in so many ways, we're we are digging our own hole because we're just caught up in all of this mental garbage that our 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 brains that we are we have higher level thinking as human beings. It, it's kind of like a gift and a curse, you know. We just we're our own worst enemy. That, I mean, so many analogies. I'm super grateful for the human mind and the resilience of the human body. Of how if you uh, well, I've cleaned house a lot, but what I mean is you develop a, a graveyard of broken wheelbarrows and shovels and weed whips that you're never going to fix and stuff. That's like uh, it just it comes this graveyard of parts and like you go through so many things in the physical world that you just beat them down you you, you dig the shovel until right. there's no shovel left right yeah if you look at that all in a time lapse and you look at your life and look at yourself you literally wear things down that are made out of metal and steel and wood yet your body keeps rejuvenating itself every day so yeah that's it's a good like, point the most ultimate form of technology is biology it's our body yeah yeah so if biology is that intelligent and you say oh my god god 
gave me something of this is this is a That's, great it's opportunity. the most powerful thing on this planet dude you can have a loved one die and cry at a funeral and be depressed and then come out of it this new person and go out and crush it you yeah. can go through anything like that you can break parts of your body and they just heal and you're back at it again you know what i mean like i mean we we've learned how to regenerate things you know what i mean skin grafts and all kinds of stuff i mean it's it's re- it is really really powerful. So I see it as the overall the powers that be the system the matrix. There's an energy or an or an entropy or an, that wants to keep you down. It's a rabbit that never gets tired. And that and that what that is is that thing that's trying to to stop you. And it's that's the very pressure pressing against pressing against you that makes you want to keep pushing forward. I remember there was this rock movie called The Rundown back like 2008 i, I saw that. that that was a good one that was a good movie that was back before the rock was like really really the rock but yeah. it was like it was at that point where i was like i don't know about this movie but the rock is just good in everything so let's just go see it and it was a good movie it wasn't some you know fast and furious but it was a good movie it was good bro yeah. because he said something uh very easy and like they're like who the hell is this guy <laughs> right and he said uh something he said I grew up a hard life on the wrong side of the tracks and life kept beating me down and pushing on me. He said, one day I got so sick and tired of it. I just started pushing back and I kept pushing and pushing and pushing until I made a name for myself. Nice. It's like, you know, when you grow up and you get out of, uh, it's just the responsibility of being an adult that in embracing and, Taking on 100% responsibility and personal accountability for who you are, what you're at in your life, what cards you've been dealt, and then just working with that and making lemonade out of lemons. It's actually pretty simple when you when you distill it down to that. Right. Yeah. For so, sure, man. This is good stuff. So, <laughs> Sorry. No, keep going. That's how my life has been over the past five, six years is a lot of hard, brutal lessons, a lot of growing pains. And, and I learned something very powerful from the outside. I was frustrated for a while because my little teeny tiny landscape business wasn't growing and I'm trying to grow this media business at the same time. And the media business is like four times the size since then. And the landscape business has grown a bit. But what's interesting is I learned that the roots of the strongest, most powerful trees have to be as big as the tree itself. I had a lot of, uh, growing up to do a lot of if you heard that noise in the background it's the launchpreneur academy yeah. people cheering and uh someone yeah. just walked out the door it's awesome but um uh i had a lot of spiritual things to grow up and work through there was a lot of parts of me even being a grown man that were still um a boyish or hiding behind some victim story or things that uh, a huge problem I had for a long time that I kept secret was I would look at some of my friends that were becoming successful very quickly mm. and it would just rip me to sh- shreds and, and anger and frustration. Say, why the hell do you keep becoming more and more and more successful yet? I'm trying, I keep pulling the work harder lever and it's not working for me. And yet when people would tell me, this is very powerful. When people were telling me, spilling the beans, telling me of how they were actually doing it, how that still didn't work for me. And there was this one thing that one of my mentors told me was, uh, it was a client, this lady, she said, you know, I could just go back into the work world, but I'm an entrepreneur and I want it to be my own unique thing. When it's, when something is your own unique thing, it could be your landscaping business. It could be anything that you're doing, but when you do it in a way that's so unique and, and, 
feels so right to you that the doors just open up and there's, there's no longer that resistance or that inner turmoil where uh, people go through these phases in their life where they're like, they're being ripped apart inside because they're sitting on the fence. And one of the greatest things, uh, the most stressful things a human being can go through is the feeling of sitting on the fence in a business decision, in a relationship, in anything. And when you look out at what other people are doing that you're envious of and you want to go on that path, yet your spirit is telling you, but that's not the path for you. It's right. not when your time will come, your, your time will come when it's time to shine and you will get your time. If you're patient, you just keep doing your due diligence. But if you just keep jumping off your fricking path to ch- try to do what other people are doing, just because it looks like they're making more money and you want that, mm. it'll just keep leading you down the dead end road because you're just chasing money. You're chasing this facade of something that will make you feel you want to feel significant. You want to finally feel like you're somebody. And it's like, at the end of the day, nobody really cares. And when you go to bed at night or you're with your family, if you feel peaceful and you feel fulfilled and you're doing what you love to do, I think that's what matters. And if it's running a little tiny business that just cracked six figures and you're the shit, bro. I mean, if you think you're the shit, you're the shit, right? If you feel great, like, I mean, I think Gary Vee has talked about this back in the day. He's got millionaire friends that are miserable, and he's got friends that make seventy five, eighty thousand 80000 a year, and they're living the best life because of various things, right? I mean, there's so many different dynamics there. So it's not about how much money. It's not about how famous or popular you are. It's about you and what you want, what you what your goals are, what you're comfortable with and not what, what you think is the thing like, Oh, I need to be like this person or that person, or I need to be a millionaire to be happy. All right. You know? Okay. Here's another super important thing. Yeah. This conversation we're having right now, I'd be listening to a podcast, hearing two guys talk about this. I say, yes, that makes sense, but you don't understand what I'm going through. Hmm. I have, I'm, I don't, I'm not making enough money to have the right health insurance or for us to be out of the stupid apartment or this or that. I, all that makes sense, but I still need to make more freaking money. And it was like, I think there's a point where you, you got to get the money part right because money is oxygen. And once that part is right, and then you have some stability in your life and you can breathe and you know, like you have to face the fact that you're, you're making enough revenue in the business and getting enough leads that everything's going to be okay. Like everything is going to be okay. I think like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs the next step is you start asking the higher question. Okay. Now how can I get fulfillment and significance and all that stuff? I get really pissed off when I hear these gurus talk about, we got to reverse engineer it. If I want to have a multi-million dollar company, then I got to think about my life's purpose. And blah. I'm like, dude, if you chase that from the beginning, you are going to end up, like I did that before and I ended up sleeping in my car when I was younger because I was doing what the millionaires were telling me to do. And there's a lot of shit that they're not telling you. Right. And I think that the the transformation happens is when you grab the millionaire and you, you duct tape his ass down to a chair and you tickle his feet with a feather. <laughs> and <laughs> Tell you, me all your secrets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, the transformational moment is when you can... Uh, not forcefully, but when you can get them to break yeah. down and cry and talk about how they've gone through a divorce, how what is happening in their life right, has really defeating. <coughs> Sorry, wrong too. It's all good. And they tell you that, you know, their life may look amazing on the outside, but it's not all peaches and cream. Like they're actually have 
they just came out of some horrible thing. They had they had a brother that died from like a drug overdose, and they just had a few. Like there's these things that people are going through, and just because they have quote unquote money or big business doesn't at all mean that they're fulfilled or that like there's many different forms of wealth. And when you're broke, you f- you might feel like money and materialism. Anything that looks we've been brainwashed to believe. If I got the new you know, F-350 or I got this thing or this watch that means I'm like, you, you want to reassure that so bad. And then when, when you finally get the shit, it's like, it can be this empty feeling because still nobody cares and that's not good enough. Well, maybe if I get the house and I get this and they're like, there's people that are chasing that all the way down to the, it's, it's not the road to salvation. I don't know what it is. Right. It's not. Yeah. It's like, but only until you get to live events, mastermind groups, and you get around highly successful people who are transparent and not full of shit that will they, they'll actually break down and tell you the truth. And then you start thinking like, oh my God, maybe I don't want to have a $5 million business. Maybe and, unless it's something that really calls you and you're called and you're passionate about and it's your, your purpose and, it's, and, and it drives you. It's like there's power versus force is a book by Dr. David R. Hawkins. You got to read it. And I've been fascinated by this lately. Um, things, things in life, you can feel it. There's a calibration. When something doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. you just know it. Right. And so when something is right, it might be hard and you might have stumbling blocks, but that inner voice inside of you is always telling you that's right. Uh, I follow a, the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, and God rest his uh, soul. He passed away, and he wrote all these books. And he said something about the higher self is always talking to you, saying... It could be a, a mom who's married who has kids and she's, you know, working and taking care of the kids and, you know, the, the, the thing. And <laughs> they're very crazy busy and she's doing laundry and all this stuff. And I'm not saying, like, it could be the other way. It could be right. the woman out of the corporate job and the, right. and the man's doing the laundry. That's not right. what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is her higher self is saying, yeah, but I want to dance. This is right. what Wayne said. Yeah. Yeah, I got this thing going on this weekend, or we got this family, but I want to dance. And this higher self of you keeps saying this. He's like, it doesn't mean you have to go be some Hollywood freaking Broadway superstar. It just means that. So, so like the lady finally, you know, breaks down and just goes, signs up for some basic tango dance lessons, and she finds all the love and fulfillment and passion in her life that she's been missing of that feeling of dancing. For a guy, it could be like, dude, I want to start a podcast. He's like, but I can't. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. No one's going to listen. Am I, am I, am I going to be irresponsible if I go blow $1,500 on equipment or even $500? It's like we have these things stopping us, but the simplest things can give us so much fulfillment. If you want to get a gym membership and go to the gym three times a week, not to become a bodybuilder and impress other people just because it makes you feel good. I'm very, I'm paying attention to these different types of wealth and there are way more than just money, bro. Oh, for sure. Well, what wealth, I believe wealth is like wisdom. It has nothing to do with money. It has like rich and money. Like those are separate from wealth and wisdom. Those are two totally different things. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family-owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. 
Hey guys, Mr. Producer, and I wanted to take a minute to talk to you about the LCR Media Podcast Merch Shop. If you're looking for a way to support the show and share it with others who might also enjoy it, then check out our LCR Media Podcast exclusive merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, even an insulated water bottle for when you need to take a sip of water. I think I'll leave that one right there. Anyway, just click on the link in the episode description to see the products. Make sure to tag us on Instagram at LCR Media if you do snag some swag. And we sincerely appreciate you listening to and supporting the show by picking up some gear. Thank you, my friends. Wisdom. (laughs) Wisdom, yeah. Wisdom. Solomon prayed for wisdom. Yeah. When I was, uh, I lost my apartment back when I was like 20... I don't know. I it was after like nine eleven. Anyways, I ended up living at my grandma's house, <laughs> and I was so broke, and my self esteem was on the toilet again. I was a young guy. I remember dropping to my knees in front of the stars and praying to God, God, please make me rich. Please give me, please give me, give me. And going into CVS, I couldn't even afford to buy the magazines, and I'm looking at magazines of like. Rich people or something, Rich right? people, yeah. ink magazines, low rider cars, anything that looked like success to me. And it yeah. was like I was dying inside. And um, I always started, I kept thinking about like how foolish to ever ask for money because it's something like 80% of all, 83% of all lottery winners end up in bankruptcy. Right. This fact. I have a friend of our family who won, this was like 20 years ago. Um, it's like a story in our family. A friend of our family won like a hundred million dollars. I think it was like 90 million or something. And, uh, I can't say too much about that cause I don't want it to get back, but yeah, it's, I mean, the, it didn't really work out too well because think- most of the people that win, or if not all the people that win that kind of money are not wise. Wise. Yeah. They're not wise. <laughs> Pulled it back. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, no, but seriously, they're, they're not wise with their money. They're trying to be rich. They think they're rich. They think they're smart and they know it all, but they're not wise. So therefore, they don't build wealth. So just brought it back. Right so there. pray for wisdom. Yeah. Ask for wisdom. Seek out wisdom. Right. Swallow your pride in your ego and go to live events and conferences and spend that 500 bucks to hire a coach. Um, even though it's expensive, that can dial in that thing in your business. It's like I'm having these breakthroughs because um, it's really hard being, I think, especially this whole man-woman thing. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Even I feel weird saying something like, if I say man, do I have to include woman? Are we, you got right. to, yeah. Things. Like, yeah, yeah. Being a man, I talk about that because 90% of the audience is men that listen to that stuff, right? So, being a man, there's this this feeling that we have to uh, uh, be successful and sh- show it. And, and it's like we have this haptic feedback in our environment that's constantly responding to the uh, the communication we put out. It feeds right back to us. And so it's hard to let your guard down and be humble and say, hey, I actually totally suck at this thing. And I'm not the dude, and I really, really need help. It's almost like a, like a, I'm, I've never been an alcoholic in all respect, but imagine somebody, the hardest step is for an alcoholic to actually admit they're an alcoholic and then go get help. Right. You have to admit that you're messed up or, or that you're totally evading and avoiding this thing in your business or your marriage or something. And then that becomes the new compass. So the thing that you're evading and avoiding that you're scared of 
it's going ding, 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 ding. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And I had things like that that I avoided for a long time. And there are still some things like we're just yeah. human. Right. And, um, so being more intentional about dialing into those things will speed up the rate of your growth. At my uh, talk a couple hours ago here at the LAL 2021, I talked about uh, action cures fear. Right. And then I started learning about uh, strategic action over this past year, year because we say action will make you work 90 hours a week. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I've taken massive action, ended up depressed and burned out working seven days a week with right. like, my wife, like saying, if, like, you know, just you not good yeah. stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so the strategic action is like going out and seeking out, taking the action to go find somebody who has that result, which takes letting down your ego and just dialing in and having like uh, my bookkeeper, Dan Plata from Blue Skies Bookkeeping, the agency, we dialed in with him for like, it took six weeks of painful but exciting grit to get through all the books and get everything dialed in. But that one moment of the precipice when he finally was able to produce the first P&L statement. And we got a balance sheet and everything was like, ha, ah. and I saw everything in the business and we get P&L statements for both businesses every month. And I can't wait for the P&L statement. It's the best money that I spend, I believe. It's like, what do you mean? I'm going to pay somebody hundreds of dollars a month just to tell me how much money I have or don't have. This is insane. But the P&L statement allows you to see what's going on in your business. It's like a monthly snapshot and it doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. You say, oh my God, this is my profit margin. This is like you can, it becomes a habit. And now... It makes you money. So seeking out a coach and paying a 500 or 1000 or buying this online course or going to some event where you learn how to build or install ponds or something like that, if that's what you want to do, you can compress time and then be out there doing the damn thing. Or you could just keep telling yourself a story about it doesn't work and then you keep coming to these events and these guys are passing you up and you're beating yourself up, punching your steering wheel. <laughs> Dude, you just got to realize that there's nothing wrong with being one of the guys. Yeah. And uh, it's it's okay to ask for help. A hundred percent. That's why events how like not, this I, are Who, helpful. not how. That's what I say. Stop saying, how am I going to do this? How do I, I only have some, how am I going to do, how am I, how, how? Yeah. Get out of that. Say, who can help me do this? Yeah. All right, well, who, who can you connect with and all that? And that's why these live events are so powerful, whether it be LEL or even the GIE, now Equip Expo, all, all these different live events. It's it's so powerful because now you can actually connect with people. And it's one thing to text people and message them on you know comments and all that kind of stuff. But when you see them in person, you can really like look into their eyes and have you know a, a moment or, or, or many moments and just talk to them for a little while. Like that really helps you to find the who, you know, instead of just, just feeling like, like you're a victim and you're all by yourself and all that. So good points. I, I wanted to ask you one more question about, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of times there too, just now about, you know, you working yourself like to the bone and, you know, and your wife's like, what the heck and all that. Mm -hmm. I, I know you, you've put this out there back in the day, you know, how like in the earlier days, probably before you were doing YouTube or whatever, right around the same time where, you know, and even when I walked in, uh, when I came to your house and you were reenacting some moments like that, like, you know, there was times in the beginning where your wife was like, you know, like, what the heck? You know, like she was just so frustrated and you're just like, ah, you know, and like you were like at the brink of so many stressful moments. Right. I mean, that's you, you, you would talked about all those kind of things. And I, now it seems like there's been a transition to the point where on your in your speech where you mentioned that uh, there's a point where you were getting really low and working yourself to the bone and feeling depressed and everything. And then your wife was like, we, you know, we, we can do this. 
well, you know, we, we got this, mm-hmm. grab your hands and all that. Like that was super powerful for me when I heard you say that. I was like, wow, because I know your whole like, you know, what you've shared on social media from way back in the early days, you know, in the infancy of the YouTube community. So I remember that that was a struggle. So what, what, what do you, what is, what has changed there? Like what made your wife do that at that time? Uh, was it just kind of like her seeing your progression and her being on board and like, what can, can you elaborate yeah, so that? What, what you're referring to, if you guys are listening, haven't Basically, we were stuck in a one-bedroom apartment. After five years, we were still there. I'm toiling myself to death, and I couldn't figure out how to get us out of the one-bedroom apartment. And we were out. We were so sick of it. Fear had compelled us to take action to go look at condos and two-story apartments because we couldn't even afford a house. And so we look at this beautiful two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment, and we fell in love with it. And then we came home, and then I sat in the parking lot with my wife, before we pulled back into our crummy little one-bedroom apartment, we knew we had outgrown the place. I almost cried, and I told my wife, I was like, I crunched the numbers again, and I'm so sorry. We have to stay in our apartment, our tiny little apartment, for another year. And I had done that like three times, and I just felt so def- de- 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 deflated as a man. And um, that's when she grabbed my hand, she squeezed it, and she's like, let's just do it. Let's get this new condo, this two bedroom. Uh, we can do this. We'll do it together. We'll do it. We got this. We got this. And let's give it our all. And if we fail, we'll fail together. So in that moment, that's when I knew my wife was really, 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 really on my side. Yeah. And, uh, which wasn't all <laughs> speaking of the wife. She's calling right now. I can't. It's, uh, and then I borrowed, uh, her belief and then we called the place up right away and I put the down deposit and then we moved into this brand new, like, way bigger, better, nicer place. And uh, in that moment, my paralyzing fear was transformed into pure elatement and joy and excitement. And like, I went and got the biggest U-Haul I could get and backed it right up on the lawn. And we moved and I woke up in this new, we woke up in this new place. Uh, Did you hear how I accidentally said I woke up in this new place? Yeah. Very specifically. I I want you guys listening to pay attention to what I'm going to say. Here's a big mistake I used to made, make. When you're running your business and you're, you're either in a serious relationship or you have a fiance or you're married and you come to live events and you bring your woman with you, you're so in your head, like your business is happening and you, the momentum is happening inside of you and you feel like you're going through it and you are, but she's going through it with you and it's you and her are together as one. And sometimes it's hard. It was hard for me as a man to let my guard down and be like, it's us. So when people, and I'm making YouTube videos, I'm the ones making the videos, my YouTube channel, and people would come up to us and be like, at live events, and talk to me, excuse me, <coughs> mouse driving, talking all day. Um, Got your water there, have a sip of water. People <laughs> would talk to me and ask about us or the business and all these things in real time, and I would like put on these blinders i say yeah man my business and me and and me 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 like although it's it's like i wasn't including my wife and instead of like it's us we like i've learned this from brian he's always considering him and his wife as him and his wife and we like they're they're a one they're a unity yeah and so i'm not singling anybody out but now when i go to live events um 
I meet guys that are like, you know, they're mid twenties. They got that fire in their eyes. They're going through hell in their business, trying to get it to the next step. And they feel so isolated and alone that their wife and their baby will be right with them in that moment. And the guy's talking about, yeah, I'm going to do this next year and me, 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 me. And is, and, but what I'm seeing is that I'll, I'll pay attention. It almost looks like the wife is like, Oh, I'm not part of this. Like, like, and then I, I think about trust in relationships and stuff like that. And it's like, you wonder why she doesn't trust you or she thinks maybe if you get really successful that you might become a different person. It's because in the small, in the beginning of the nucleus, are you considering it like it's, it's us? Yeah. We're doing this thing. We, and I think about that and I think you asked me, what was the transition? Really hard thing for me. Um, when I was younger, I, couldn't hold on to a girlfriend. I got cheated on and stuff like that. I just didn't trust anybody. It's like to actually believe that my wife really is on my side and she isn't going to go anywhere. It's like just this whole culture that we live in, you know what I'm talking about. It's like, I think that your growth will happen at the speed of trust. So when you can consider that family unit and you're defending your family and it's like we and us, um, and, and she can feel that connection then things will go smoother when it comes to life decisions and moving. And I'm not saying it's easy, right? But it's 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 a very specific thing. Um, the the other thing is uh, so that's what helped me tremendously. Yeah, when it's and I stopped <laughs> acting like it's all about me, right? And stop, I still do that sometimes. And saying I and all that. I woke up in a new place when you we woke up in a new place, right? Is that what your point was there? Yes. I kind of say, yeah. So, and so I want to know, I would love to like talk to every single person listening right now and see where that goes, because there's this other part of you that is the vigilant, a masculine warrior man with the blood on his face. Who's saying, I'm the one, um, very carefully, you know, hundreds or thousands of years ago, men would go out in the woods with machetes and axes and have to literally chase down and kill right. and, and risk their lives uh, wild animals and get blood all over them and drag them back and cut down trees with axes and make the houses or everybody was going to die. Right. That's so real to me and vivid uh, as much as I can imagine it to be. And it's like at the end of the day, I think the man, th- that man has every right in saying, dude, I went out in the woods and I did this and I did this and I did this for us. So that's where the connection happens. Um, it seems like I'm dragging this point on and on, but I'm doing it for a <laughs> no, specific no, reason <laughs> because I think that's uh, what takes everything to the next step. Yeah. It, that, that, that trust and everything. I, I'm going to make a commitment on this podcast right here, right, right in front of you. I'm going to say that I'm, I'm going to make it a point to do that even more. You know, I'm going to, more we and including my wife and things. And I've, I, you know, I've encouraged her to do certain things and she even, I guess, has that roadblock sometimes too. Like, well, I'm not, I don't actually really work in your business. So why, why would I be a part of that? I'm like, well, but you do, you are. So, so in a lot of ways I have to almost kind of convince her of the we. So I'm going to make sure that I, I uh, do that even more. And, uh, but I think maybe it's because I excluded her so much in the beginning, like to your point where I was, you know, focused and not bringing her to, to events or, I mean, I invited her to things, but she was always busy with her full-time job at the time. Anyway, but uh, still, I could have done better, and I'm sure that over time built up like a you know just like a 
a barrier maybe, you know, yeah. and she just, and, so she's just like, well, there is no, we, I don't know why I'm even coming that, you know, that there is no, we, you know, ah, so that's another important distinction is knowing the role of being like uh whether you're a boss and a team leader or you have employees or you're a team member, like knowing your role and knowing your supportive role and not getting that role confused. Some wives I see at live events, they would rather not be here around a bunch of <laughs> landscapers and guys in boots and beards right. stuck. Like they're like, Oh my God. So right. it's like, maybe they're coming to genuinely just support their husband. Right. You know, or That's the husband say when I talk to him. Yeah. 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 Where the husband dr- drags them into it. And so I'm fascinated with these dynamics. Me too. Me too. <laughs> my, uh, my guy, my video guy, Aaron is here. He'll never yeah. hear this podcast. He just went to the, bathroom yeah. he's uh totally single single as a pringle yeah. as paul james single as a pringle <laughs> well and, uh, on, on that note keith let's um uh, i want to be he, he you know he gave yeah, me a well, funny look when he because <laughs> you see uh him and i have been friends for 15 years and some of the things he looks at because uh, he comes over, he's eating dinner at my dinner table. There's certain things that I, I do as a married man or that are very important to me that when you're totally single, you're like, man, that you looks like a it. lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but he, I also knows that, know that those are things that he uh, looks at and respects about me or, or, and Man, I love it when I look at when I look at an entrepreneur who does have a multi-million dollar business and he's still with his high school sweetheart or they're st- they've been married for 25 years and they they have a, like a whole holistic healthy happy family. I'm like this is somebody that I can believe what they're saying. And I'm not saying that pe- people get divorced, people make mistakes, all types of like I'm not saying anything like that. But what I'm saying is people who have stability in their life that goes beyond just what they say. Yeah. That's having your act together. Right. So it goes way deeper than just having money. Yeah. Oh and yeah, for sure. So that's what I aspire to be like. And that's one thing that uh, hurt, hurts me and makes me uh, question myself in a way that's almost uh, negative or self-deprecating or undermining myself is the constant question of, am I the best man that I could possibly be? And, uh, one huge fear is letting ego get in the way or thinking that you are more cool than you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> well, on that note, maybe we should wrap it up so you can give Ashley a call back and tell her, t- t- tell her I said, Hey, <laughs> and, um, real quick, what, what, can, what can you plug for the, the two people that maybe don't know who you are that's listening right now? What, what do you got going on? You got a podcast, right? Yeah, we have the Untrapped podcast. Just mm-hmm. type it in an Apple podcast and um, some pretty good stuff on there. Talk about mindset, motivation, and getting your business to the next step. And I talk about all crazy stuff about like neuro networks and psychology and the brain. Cerebral assassin. Cerebral assassin. <laughs> or Keith Kelfus on YouTube. and Yeah. The Landscape Employee Trap. Is that still a thing? So the original what? YouTube channel was the Landscaping Employee Trap. Yeah. We all ended up over at Logan Paul's house. Weston Weston Zimmerman is here right now, and uh, he's sitting next to us smiling. I think he's got a coffee. We all went to Logan Paul's house in 2017 and got super excited. Whoa, we're like, his YouTube channel is huge, and his name is Logan Paul. His is We should rebrand our channels. And it was like, so I called my channel Keith Kelfus instead of the landscaping employee trap. Right. That's what it meant. It was like, 
I don't know. I think both work. Yeah. Well, yeah. You can type in the landscaping. Pro- yeah. It'll show probably up. still come up. Yeah, it just, will. just like for me, if you put an LCR or lawn care rookie, it's, it's going to pop up, I guess. It's just, it's just been, it's, it's in, in the ecosystem for so many years that it's I've like, done whatever it. that I type goes. your name in and no matter yeah. what I type in, it pops up, it pops up. Yeah. So that's, that's SEO at its finest after all this time of us just pounding it, pounding it, right. Just putting all this content out there. So it's just there. <laughs> it's, it's not going anywhere. I admire how incredibly humble you are and down to earth. And I really aspire uh, those qualities that you have too. Like every time I'm around you, I have this little talk with myself. It's like, pay attention to how he is and be more like that. So thanks. Wow. I really appreciate it. Thank you for saying that, Keith. I appreciate your friendship and I appreciate you being on the podcast. And I appreciate your time and Ashley's time. So I'm going to wrap this up so that you can can, uh, take care of business and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. Sweet, man. Thank you, Keith. Later, guys. Peace. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.